Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. You mind if I dive in here with a quick ad? Have you joined that Kevin Smith club yet? Oh my Lord, I'm having a blast inside of it. And it seems like people who've joined up uh, are enjoying it as well. My Lord, I spent uh, all of last week reading from an old ass journal that I found circa clerks, man, on my show, Wake and Bake. Me and Jen been doing plus one 2020 version, which has been a blast. Me and Andy been doing education. It is a fun time at that Kevin Smith club. You want to get clubbed? Jump on over to thatkevinsmithclub.com right now and you can become a clerk, a mall rat, a fun employee, or a yoga hoser. That's the top level, man. It's fun inside that Kevin Smith club. Come join me right now. Shirts, pants, optional because you access that Kevin Smith club right from your phone or laptop. You don't have to go nowhere in this world where we're not allowed to go anywhere. Come out to that Kevin Smith club or rather come in to that Kevin Smith club, that Kevin Smith club.com. Oh my God. It's almost like the last show ended and the show just began. Uh, Hey man, welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Hey! We're back at the cantina. It's Friday night. No one's paid. No (laughs) one's working. (laughs) Shit's gone weird. Um, It's uh, another uh, summer 2020 night, ladies and gentlemen, which means... We're the only game in town. <laughs> what else you going to do? Yeah, really. You're home and shit. You're like, it's this or Tiger King again. Have you ever uh, been on Instagram and it gives you the message? You've seen all of the posts. No, I, I hit that once. It was like you hit the wall. I hit the wall. I hit the you've seen it all wall. And I'm trying it just to get- says, go out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> go live a life. It's like dial 911. Are you okay? Um, and I feel like lots of people are getting there on like the Netflixes and the Peacocks. We can even talk about the They Peacock. just dropped Peacock and uh, recently, and I just, I literally just downloaded it on my Apple TV. What did I watch tonight? The first thing I rolled on Peacock was Dateline. Wow. My wife is a huge true crime person. So, mm. you know, I try to meet her sometimes in her world. <laughs> I don't like shit like that because I'd rather, you know, like fantasy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 there's a true crime, I want Batman to punch it in the fucking <laughs> mouth. And that's how it's solved and shit. And he goes to Arkham. But like she watches these true crime things. We just watched one where like this, this chick was slow, slowly poisoned with nicotine did you even know this was a thing no because i mean i knew smoking would kill you but i didn't know that that was an actionable thing this guy would put it in her food and then he put it in her fucking bathtub he hid it in her salad dressing and then he put it in her bathtub so like she's constantly fucking soaking in nicotine and it causes you know mm-hmm. fucking vomiting and poison she's he slowly slowly poisoned her with fucking nicotine and i'm like what the fuck would Batman do about that? It's the, it's the very intimate version of poisoning the reservoir, right? Like, yeah. It's like, no oh, smiling fish. No smiling fish. I'm going to pour this gunk into the fucking... Just a sad of story of an, a marriage gone south. And I, I tell you, I don't know why. Like, she knows them all. I think she's plotting my death. But as I sit there and watch every one of these, I'm like, why does anybody ever try to commit a murder? Like, you rarely get away with it. 
See, like, I would based watch, on Dateline, they never get away with it. I would watch a true crime show if it was like true daffy crimes. Like I don't want murder to be the fucking crime. Yeah. Like if it was a little, like there's I was listening to this story. Um, I think it was an article first, but it got turned into a, a podcast episode about this dude in I want to say Finland. It's probably not whatever, but who staged a heist of a million dollars worth of exotic rare fishing lures. Because there's an entire fucking like collector's market for these things. And there's some birds that are extinct. I mean, I know this is wrong, but that's almost like a victimless crime. It 100% I mean, I know somebody lost a million dollars worth of lures, but like. But it was from a museum and they're insured and it's just, but it, like the story's like, huh, you know what? Never knew this was a culture. Never knew that nobody got hurt. Did somebody get convicted? Um, Somebody got caught and there was a sort of process in which he essentially just like pled and walked off on 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 some kind of probation but like you don't go to hard you don't do hard time for stealing, for stealing all those bird <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's the it's the it's the uh, the maple syrup heist thing that, i bet you those cats do hard times that happened in canada and they take maple syrup fucking seriously they do but they're like that's the only thing we put people to debt for up here eh <laughs> <laughs> commit a murder is fine steal the maple syrup you're going straight to hell fucker <laughs> but like that kind of shit like if you're gonna tell me about the sweetest crime about dudes who stole a tanker full of maple syrup i will happily listen to lester holt walk me through that story dateline uh what would it be called dateline date light date light you know what i'm saying like stories <laughs> where they treat it they give it the same treatment same structure same score but no dire consequences. If it was just like true crime question mark, and you have to like wonder if this shit is real, like did somebody really steal these fucking exotic fishing lures? That'd be good, man. If date, if Datelight, or or if true crime question mark was every other episode, like you're watching it and it's fucking like holy shit, man, this is fucking like did this happen? And then they introduce a character from fiction. <laughs> So where you're like, oh, fucking Batman. Fuck, this yeah, ain't real. Scooby-Doo, the guy's dogs with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, sure just when you're thinking, like, this shit's real, they're like, and then children in a van with a dog <laughs> intervened and saved the day. And you're like, you sons of bitches, you got me. And they're like, welcome to Date Laughs yeah. with Lester Holt. Lester <laughs> ha -ha Holt. So everything was going swimmingly until Jessica Fletcher showed up. Did she now? I uh, that's that's all I looked at on Peacock, but I, I it seemed impressive. They had movies too, like yep. it. It's I guess that's the NBC Universal yeah app, so all the Universal shit goes there as well. Um, some of it, and then some of it's kind of random. Like I was scrolling through, and they're like the Matrix trilogy. It's like that's Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, that's why? I I too was a little flummoxed <laughs> like, by that's that. on your homepage. Like why are you touting that? Like, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, over on HBO Max, they're like, uh. Anyone Hello? see the Matrix? Do they have the Matrix as well? <laughs> they do. But it seems as if like it's a zoo where some shit's going from one pen to the other pen. Like, why are the rhinos in with the zebras? Well, because the licensing agreements weren't up yet. Wow. How what how messy. But <laughs> Peacock looks all right. It looks all right. I haven't watched There the was a few shows that were like made for Peacock that are like ready to go already. Yeah, Brave New World is their big shiny thing. What is it? Um, based on the the Aldous Huxley science fiction novel mm -hmm. written by Grant Morrison, wrote the pilot. The fuck for Brave New World, but relevant to our interests. Starring Han yeah, Solo sure. himself, Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, I haven't um, seen it yet. Nice to see him working still. Yeah, good actor. Yeah, he took a little bit of a of a 
public quiet time after Solo. Like, I mean, just, no, it wasn't his fault. No, but it's just like, he's like, you know what? I, I don't need to be out in the public eye. I'm going to just do my shit, make this show. And I'll come <laughs> like, where can I go to not be seen? I know, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did it just, did it just launch? Like two days ago, the 15th. So it hadn't, there was no soft launch prior to this? Nope. These guys are just coming out of the gate. Uh, they got it all. They got, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be fucking using Peacock for tonight mm. using the, and abusing it. Go to sleep to Frasier. Ooh. They got the Frasiers up there, man. Toss so you can just roll them and, yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> so fucking like a warm blanket. I'm going to watch me a whole lot of Rockford Files. They have that? Yeah. Remember back then when they had like 10 hours just to do the theme song and like hey before the show began guys we got a moog so this is going to be synthesizer fucking heavy <laughs> just wait oh man i don't mean to blow out the ears of anybody at home because i'm sure i just did didn't mean it but you may have blown out the ears but you turned some people on man you hit the high moog sound the high moog. You sound like a fucking tomcat in the back alley. <laughs> not this back alley, because this is where the, you find shit on your way in. Yeah. It's not cat shit, I assure you. No, home human person shit. Um, it's been a hell of a week. Uh, it's been five days since you looked at me. <laughs> and, holy shit. <laughs> Bare naked Bernard in here. Um, the, uh, we were, when did we, was it last Friday? We it was last Friday. So in one week, there was the other day, I was like, Mark's like, we're doing a show. I was like, I don't know. Anything happened. And then in 48 hours, news <laughs> happened and suddenly it was worth having a fucking show. Totes. We got shit to talk about. Do you have anything that you did this week? That's night. Life is starting to fucking numbingly resemble. <laughs> I know at the same way, everyone's been like, it's the same fucking day. And I've, I've been agreeing up till now, but for mm. me, it really hasn't. But now it is starting to take on this kind of yeah. What day sameness. is it? Yeah, same day. I, my my week at least is structured by celebrity show off the mm. uh, the TBS show because there's a day we have to shoot the short mm -hmm. and there's a day that we have to shoot the stage show. So that like basically my Sunday and my Thursday are structured. Everything else is kind of freeform. Um, but I've been working on some stuff. I did recording today remotely for masters of the universe um all the recording sessions now you got one person here one person here one person there and stuff mm -hmm. the other day we finished up lena Headey's stuff which was awesome she was she's over in the uk and so it was like early in the morning for us like 8 a.m but whatever time it is over there she was i could just listen to her fucking all day long man she just like brings it and choose that fucking dialogue makes it so, like it oh it's so good no the, think of anybody in your life put the word have them say the word wretched she beats them <laughs> the way she's like wretched oh it's so fucking like, how does good. wretched have six syllables well, I know. she does it. she fucking drags it out <laughs> uh steven root finished up all his uh cringer stuff absolutely wonderful um who else we I, we finished up chris wood all the he-man adam stuff we finished finished up sarah michelle geller for all the tila stuff and today was like all mark mm. and so all the skeletor stuff is now wow recorded um 
I've heard now all of the scripts brought to life. I've heard the last line of the shows. So it's it's been fantastic, man. That that aspect has been wonderful. And then doing it from home is nuts because like today while Mark was doing it, I was just eating while he was it was <laughs> like eating and watching a movie and yeah. shit. This is better than Netflix. And I was Take that there. one again. Yeah. One more. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. So I was chewing this potato chip dipped in peanut butter. My bad. <laughs> um, so there's a bit of that. The mode two uh, proceeds uh, very well. The powerhouse animation stuff. I've now seen six animatics and fucking they are astounding. So, so far, so good there. What have you been up to? Uh, this week has been um, a lot of Zoom action and a lot of moderating of things action. Um, not for Comic-Con per se, but... DC reached out for a couple panels for their DC Fandom. Are you working the Fandom? I'm working the Fandom. I can't say the panels that I'm moderating. We'll find you beneath the Fandom? I will be basking under the Fandom. Wow, man. Yeah, hopefully not uh, confronted by murder under the Fandom. Under the Fandom. Under the Fandom. (laughs) But so like prepping for those things and scheduling and research and watching when When is Fandom? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's it's mid-August. Um, but much like I think Comic Con has been pre-taping a lot of their panels, right. DC's doing the same thing. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's it's been fun, but kind of getting back into that moderating saddle of like, all right, I got to conduct this conversation between. And you're doing people. it remotely too, remotely by yeah. Zoom. So <clears throat> at least the pressure of walking into a room full of you know six thousand people isn't there, right? But there's still the like, best part though. It is pretty cool, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, I just. It is a poor substitute for Comic-Con. Still, you were invited. <laughs> I was not invited under the fandom. No, but you got to you got to spend some time with Bill and Ted. I did. I you did. did. I, was, I was a welcome over at Comic-Con and stuff. I'll be a fandom, a spectator and whatnot, cheering you on from the mm. sidelines, going, how's the food, Mark? <laughs> oh, it's really good here in this green room. Pass out one of them bat brownies. <laughs> But yeah, so a bit of that, um, a lot of video gaming. This has been a, a big video game week for me. Really? What yeah. are you playing? Playing this game called The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, the one that they're making the HBO show. <clears throat> Correct. They're making, I think, the, the HBO show is very much about the first game, which is great and fantastic. But this is, you know, it, it's an astounding piece of storytelling. It's, it's more than just a, hey, the, the gameplay mechanics are cool and the combat's fun. And this is a very like well wrought and incredibly well fashioned kind of treatise on trauma and and blame and forgiveness and i don't know if you know very much about these Nothing. games at all but it the ver- the first game last of us presents like it's just as another zombie game right where oh there's been an outbreak and oh things are going bad and then we're in the post apocalypse where like you know cities are overgrown and cars don't work and nobody's got gas and you're scavenging for whatever but it's a story about this dude who gets hired to escort this young girl, 14, 15 years old, mm. from you know Massachusetts to like Chicago, across this sort of hellish wasteland. And what he doesn't know about this job at the beginning is that this is the one person in the entire world so far who's immune to this disease. And so he's got to take her to these doctors who want to synthesize a cure and a vaccine for everybody. A little too timely. Whatever. Yeah, really. Um, and so, but he wants something to do with it. He wants something to do with her. And then we begin to realize that their relationship, their own history of what they've gone through. He had a daughter who died early on. And so he begins to sort of cleave to this girl and begins to see her as something of a surrogate. 
you know, she had shitty relationships with her dad and her parents, and she's been an orphan for a while, and she got to watch her parents die, all of those things that mm. happened. And then it gets to the end of this game, and I'll spoil it only because the game's like six years old. Um, but you get to the end of the game, and it, what the, the, the big moral decision is, he takes her to the doctors who are going to find the cure. But in order to get the cure from her, they have to kill her in the process. Like, the, the, whatever's different in her brain, it's, it's just they can't get it out without, unfortunately, dooming her to a very early death. And so he makes this decision to, I'm going to take her out of here by force. I'll kill everybody there if I have to. But she's now my daughter, and I wouldn't allow you to kill my daughter. To, I will save this one girl instead of a million people because that's a decision a father makes like there's no there's no logic there's no rationale that could convince you that 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 life is this you know it's it's fucking, worth it yeah that's it's worth it that's pretty beautiful it's pretty beautiful except it's really fucking dark because it makes you as the player complicit in what is ultimately a war crime in a weird sort of way and mm. it makes you kill the doctors who are just fucking doctors to get this girl to safety. It makes you kill everybody in this hospital to get her out of there. Because otherwise they'll kill you. Otherwise they'll kill you, they'll kill her, everything's gone to shit. Remember when all you had to do was just reach the top and Donkey Kong fell on his head and <laughs> the game was over? Fuck, what happened to those? Or yeah. to get the frog over to the other side five mm. times and fucking you won the game? Now there's moral ambiguity. Moral ambiguity. And so the game ends... You know, where you get her back to safety and she asks you the questions like, what happened in there? And he lies to her. He tells her like, yeah, they just couldn't figure out a way to get the cure out. He doesn't tell her that by saving her, he's doomed the world. He's doomed the world to continue this sort of like endless horror. And and so the second game picks up kind of where that leaves off, where there's this massive secret, secret, secret between these two characters. Right. But. I mean, it's gorgeous and it's lush and new characters come in and, and lots of similar kind of moral ambiguity and hard choices. And, and it's, 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 it's the best movie I've seen in years, except it's a video game and it takes you 20 hours to get through, but it's an amazing 20 hours. So when they do a, the HBO series, it'll be the first one? It'll probably be the first one, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if like, it was a suite of these two games stitched together, together. into what could be four seasons of TV. If they right? want to be, yeah. It's dense and deep and lots of, lots of separate characters and side missions. And yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, sounds like uh, modern day Legend of Zelda there, Mark. <laughs> It's a little bit. It's a, the, the All my references really stopped 25, <laughs> 30 years ago. Those games are too scary to me. That's why I feel like yeah. an old man when I see a game like that where I'm like, hey, man, what am I doing? Am I jumping over something? They're like, no, yeah, you're faced with a really tough decision. <laughs> like, and all oh. sorts of horror games. So you're kind of going to get scared five or six times an hour. Where Is that right? Jumps out. Yeah, there's a lot of like that thing tried to beat my head off again. Pop culture has passed me by, man. I don't understand games like that. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's not like I don't respect them, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I, you know, they released that Jane Silent Bob Mall Brawl game. Mm -hmm. That's my speed. That's your speed. Side scroller. <laughs> Something like that. A couple levels, you're out. Not yeah. this lifelong haunting commitment that you carry with you like fucking herpes for the rest of your life. Like It's, it's one of two games, you know, The First Last of Us and Red Dead Redemption 2 are, are both like heartbreaking games to play. Really? Because the endings are just 
like sledgehammer in your soul. But I played them more than once just to get that feeling again, just to be like, oh, just break my heart one more time. Just do it. Just, just let me earn it. Just let me earn this. You've got a, you've got, you got an issue. I got, you got to talk to a I professional. Have, I have a subscription. Issues, <laughs> my friend. How long does it take to play Red Dead? What is it? Red Dead Redemption 2. I want to say it was like 30 hours, 25, 30 hours. And so once you've solved it or mm -hmm. done it, you would still be willing to do it again does yeah. it change at all along the way um there's the there's the level where you play the game just to go from beginning to end as quickly as you can right and then there's a way to play the game where you're just doing everything possible the world is huge you can go almost anywhere you can i'm gonna go hunting this month and just fucking kill a bunch of deer and then cook it over a fire and whatever like there's the and that's depth. the game there's, yeah, that's part of a game if you go off the main narrative path you can I. just like do all kinds of shit. I want to play poker. Like there's an online poker version of that game that's in the game. So it's like how you and me were on Gary Witta's animal mm -hmm. talking show in the yeah. middle of a game. Totally. Where there's just people who like, maybe I'll stop by this island. What's happening? Oh, there's a talk show. I'll watch the talk show for an hour. Do you remember what was all so simple as going in the one door on Pac-Man and coming out the other <laughs> side of the screen, Mark? Linear. Yeah. Simple. This, I'm like, hey, there's a little <laughs> ship here, and there's a bunch of asteroids, and I'm going to shoot the asteroids until there are no These more asteroids. These other games scare me. Um, um, so you spent time. Do you play solo? Yeah. The, this game specifically, there's no multiplayer on this game. It's just yeah. you and the game. You know? Would people watch, like, you know how there are people watch on Twitch, people mm -hmm. playing games? Would someone watch someone play a game like this? I don't think so because there's enough sort of cutscene narrative stuff in the middle there where everybody who plays it can watch it. It's not like watching. You, you can't do that better than anybody else. Right, right, right. And there's, there's kind of deep just we're just dropping into story here and it's basically watching a movie. Um, but yeah, I suppose that there are like, I mean, there are walkthrough videos because in case you get stuck and you're like, I don't know how to beat this level or I don't know where to go. So you can watch people play it to get better at it. But I think the speed through, like, I'm going to, how fast can this dude kill Contra? Like, is not a thing I think people are doing for this. But I might be wrong because the internet, everything that could happen was... Like, everything could be cucked, man. Yeah. Like, was a rule 67 or something? Like, if you can think of it on the internet, somebody's done it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a good... It's a fantastic game. But it's also been a good game to sort of lose myself into a little bit as the world continues to spiral into does. things have, have not gotten better in the seven days since we've done this show. No, they in fact have gotten markedly worse a um, lot so much so that like, you know, it's crazy that we're still like, should we go out and do a show? Yeah. The world, particularly California is on fire right now. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, there's there's been the general global pandemic and the California pandemic and the U.S. insanity. But then there's also been like personal tragedies that, you know, we'll kind of get into at the tail end of the show uh -oh. that have just kind of knocked, I think, at the very least, the nerd community for a bit of a loop. Right. Um, but before that. Well, he should hit the news. We can hit some fucking news. Why you tune into this fucking show? Because you're like, in this age of up to the minute Internet news, I don't know what's going on this week. <laughs> so you know who does? These two guys. You know how they figured it out? Because they put their nose to the grindstone. They looked up the shit that happened <laughs> between last week and this week, man. Newsman Mark Bernard. He pulled some news for you. Give it up for Mark. He's got the news. Go, Mark. I got some news. 
Yeah, you want it before we dive in the news? Okay, we got a birthday, birthday greeting. Yeah, one of our smod squad, Evie. It's Evie's birthday, man. Oh, hey. You got Evie's photo we could throw up there? Look at that. That is mostly cat. That is Evie and Evie's human. I don't know that lady's name. Evie's the cat. No, <laughs> Evie's the lady, and that's Evie's cat. Um, happy birthday, Evie, uh, from me and Mark and the rest of the smod squad, from JC, from Andrew, from Deacon, from the ghosts of scum yeah. and villainy from harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> from everybody here everybody um so uh all right into the news into the news shall we little follow-up from last week okay follow-up follow-up um did you ever watch the old guard after we had uh Greg i did Ruffin? um you were not alone because it turns out that the old I guard was alone has... when I watched it. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> well, I, I can't speak for your house. <laughs> um, the old guard has be easily become one of the streamers' top ten most popular movies of all time. Of all time, came from a comic book. Came from a comic book. It was viewed by seventy-two million households in the first week. Wow! Um, wow! To put that into some perspective, if each of those households had just one person in it. And that person went to the movies to buy a ticket to see Old Guard. And say that ticket was $10. Say that ticket. Well, I did it at twelve fifty. Okay. That's how this math is going to work. Um, then it would have made $864 million at the box office in the first week. In the opening week. In the opening week. Which is incredible. It's incredible. Um, why would anyone make a movie for the movie theaters anymore, man? <laughs> when you could just hit all those people at once without yeah. spending all they they spent all the money on the production mm -hmm. very little to nothing on advertising yeah you know and, and maybe some of it's the perfect storm in which people aren't distracted let's by be the honest movies. you got charlize theron she running around with an axe and shit even even if you know if this was a normal year and people were out at the beach right now that would still be getting killer views yeah i mean netflix's top 10 uh they have a list they have a list of their highest watched movies. Start from 10 and go up. I'll start from 10 and go up. Yeah, from the bottom to the top. is The Platform, which I've never heard of. I, I watched like that. Yeah, the sci-fi movie, man, with yet. the jail. Right. That's the 10th most watched. 56 million households have seen. Movie? The, yeah. uh, Netflix original? Netflix What's the category? original, yeah. Yep. Netflix's top 10 picks that they have produced and or okay. distributed for Netflix originals. Okay, so The, the platform, platform is number 10. Wow. The Wrong Missy. Uh, the David Spade movie. I'll take your word for it. Is number nine. Number nine. Triple Frontier. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Number mm -hmm. eight. Number eight. 63 million. The Irishman. You've heard of that picture. Mm, a bunch of newcomers, right? Yeah. Youngsters. Yeah. Directed by a first timer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at 64 million. The Old Guard at 72 million. So wait, The Old Guard is what number in the list? I believe that is number one, two, three, four, five, six. So we have four left or five left? Five left. Okay, good. Yes. Murder Mystery. Um, Wait, oh, that's an Adam Sandler Jam. That's an Adam Sandler Joint. 83 million. How much? 83 million households. Wow. Tied uh, for that, Six Underground, starring Ryan Reynolds, directed by Michael Bay. Oh, yeah. Another 83 million households. Spencer Confidential. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, 85 million households. Bird Box. Sandy Bullock. Sandy Bullock, which they're sequelizing, right? Mm-hmm. 89 million households. And Extraction with Thor. 
himself is the number one 99 million households wow man have viewed that movie and that was directed not by like you know martin scorsese or mm-hmm. michael bay but by sam hargrave the stunt coordinator on the Marvel. avengers movies yeah. right like he's part of the agbo outfit and so you don't let anybody ever tell you like you got to go to film school you got to do this you got to do that this man came up not this man mark but this man we're talking about (laughs) came up through stunts presumably right stunts fight coordination eventually aggregated up to the second fight coordinator and then second unit and now has directed the biggest fucking netflix movie most watched netflix movie of all time it's mind-bending kids the future is wide open indeed um there is no right or wrong way well there's a wrong way <laughs> there's lots of wrong ways yeah, but yeah, there's also yeah. not don't be a dick way. getting there but pretty much and then netflix announced today that they are in business with the russo brothers again saw that this time for a film called the gray man they're giving them every dollar ever made 200 million dollars plus the highest budget ever for a netflix movie wow um and it's going to star chris evans and ryan gosling and it's an espionage thriller but yeah they're not fucking around no they got all the money and why not give it to those people think about it we love the russo brothers we love chris uh evans mm-hmm. uh especially today is yeah. that one of the stories or no that isn't but we can talk about it's it adorable man kid some little kid named bridger mm-hmm. his uh little sister was about to be bitten by a german shepherd and the kid put himself between his little kid sister and the german shepherd and the german shepherd went at him apparently at yeah, his face like 90 stitches or something like that 92 stitches or something ridiculous and uh you know chris evans sent him a fucking video and there's the kid dressed like captain america with captain america mask on and captain america himself is just like pal <laughs> you're a hero that's what you are like oh yeah. my god it's, it's like i'm gonna look up your address pal i'm gonna send you an authentic captain america shield because that's what you are you're a hero hats pretty, off to you pretty amazing fucking salutes the kid and the kid's like i don't know if he can kids like that looks like the dude from knives out <laughs> captain america's dad Where's calling his sweater <laughs> um it was adorable so he's in the movie we all like him yeah Ryan gosling's Gosling. in the movie we all like him that's mm. that's a win-win across the boards and they're saying that they want it to be like a spy franchise for them like they're james bond yeah there's a couple of novels apparently that's a source material um, the Russos wrote it with a polish from uh, Marcus and McFeely because those guys know what they're about. They I'm sad to, to see Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers, you know, not doing it in the Marvel Universe, but I'm happy for them. I'll watch the fuck out of this, but I just wish everyone was, you know, wearing a fucking symbol on their <laughs> chest and a cape and a mask. That's all I'm saying. Those guys were good with those, with those toys. Like, hear me out shoot the movie once your way and then and do like one of them black and white cuts but instead it's the marvel cut. just costumes like, <laughs> is that who the fuck is like gosling gonna play makes no know. sense but um you know sure kevin feige produced it so i'm good <laughs> uh this will be their first uh feige list joint all together right? um as directors yeah and but with with, with marcus mcfeely yeah that yeah. whole team right there yeah yeah but exciting and they've always like their their studio agbo has always claimed to be sort of platform agnostic like they would go anywhere they don't have a deal set up anywhere they have independent financing it's like yeah we can play with netflix we can go and do this thing over here at fox we can go do assassination nation was that the movie that they produced with uh 
uh, Deadly Deadly Class. That was a TV yeah, show. That did. Show. Did they produce Assassination Nation? I think they did. Yeah, it's a wonderful flick. I didn't see it. I but... really enjoyed it. Well done. It's about the guy that does Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name's kid? Which no nobody's kid ever wants to hear that, but. <laughs> He's a director. I think it's Barry Levinson's kid. Mm. Sam, Sam Levinson? I, think I believe you're right. Um, yeah, I liked Assassination Nation. They they had something to do with that? Yeah, they produced that. Good for them. That's a classy flick. Yeah, so they're getting out there and $200 million. Uh, hot take. Ready? Yeah. Get ready for this, Internet. Get ready to write your fucking articles and shit like that. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Kevin Smith going yeah. to watch The Gray Man dropping that mic um, i like all the people involved i'm all for it but yeah and so when is it on next week <laughs> pretty much better be thursday run out of shit to watch <laughs> thursday. We, <laughs> <laughs> we had talked a while back about the likelihood of movies like black widow or mulan or the eternals or whatever going straight to disney plus yes the unlikelihood the unlikelihood of that happening and and at least my theory had always been there's a price point at which it no longer makes sense to go straight to streaming mm-hmm. where like you literally need asses and seats to be able to recoup that 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 level of expenditure true this but if netflix is going to spend 200 million dollars on a movie that's above that threshold in my head my head was always like 120 you spend more than 120 million dollars you have to go theatrical in order to clear all of the ways you need to clear but apparently not no look at their top 10 yeah like it proves them right every step of the way just fucking spend you put the right people in it because you know they've got the algorithm they know what everybody loves they know that like movies with fucking ryan gosling get watched movies with chris evans get watched they know that the russo brothers are cats they want to be in business with and all makes sense like throw a bunch of money at it because all they needed to do is translate to a bunch of people not just subscribing but staying subscribed you know, that's like management. That's mm-hmm. managing your, your fucking audience by going like, look, man, we're, we're not cheaping out. Look at this shit. Yeah, there must be math that makes sense to them that says, you know what? Sure, we, we're not converting each view into dollars, but the subscriptions and the subscriber rate continues to go up. Our retention rate is insanely high. We're not losing customers. And so, all right, sure, it's the same. I mean, HBO worked the same way. Like, you didn't pay more for Game of Thrones than you paid for everything else you were already paying for HBO. Right. But it worked for them. Like, and yeah. it brought in a fuck ton of new people. It brought in a fuck ton of new people. Who we were like, boobies and dragons. Like, that's not the name of the show. <laughs> is, is that what you said to Lena Headey? Like, I really enjoyed your boobies and dragons show. My God, that boobies and dragons show. She's <laughs> like, do you mean Game of Thrones? She said, you're wretched. <laughs> what wretched take is that? Uh, also a too. What else? What else do we got? Um, how's the strawberry? I mean, I hate for this to become a commercial, but I was so curious. How's Mark fucks around with the with the non beer beer? What is it? I do Bud Light's like seltzer shit, and so JC's got some left in the bar. Every week I I go like I wonder if I want one, and I don't do it. I just drink straight water. Yeah. But the strawberry not so good. Is that right? It's too sweet. I mean, well, this this went from quasi commercial to anti commercial. Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't drink this. Tastes like fucking swill. Yeah. If what the, what is it competing? Is the strawberry compete? Does it taste like beer or alcohol at all? Not at all. Basically, it tastes like. So it's hidden. It's yes. hidden like they can hide the caffeine in a bathtub. <laughs> I learned that. On it's Dateline. murder seltzer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're gonna find yourself bathing in that and shit. People will be like, "How would he die?" 
Toxicity. Murder seltzer. Murder. <laughs> Strawberry scented. My name is Lester Holt. True crime? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. What is... What... It, does, just, it tastes like... Um, I'm trying to... It's, it's like fucking Sprite a little bit with a flavor. Of, it's like the fucking pepper. It's strawberry Perrier. Is, is it that, really? Yeah. Except, but, but it has 100 calories. Because, yeah, there's sugar in it because of the taste. Of the booze. And because of the booze. Because booze is actually just sugar. Unless it's vodka, in which case it's potato. And also sugar. Welcome to Analyzing Booze Beyond. <laughs> yeah. I'm Kevin. Yeah. Shitty booze with Mark and Kev. So yes, if well, you're say shitty, there goes our potential Bud Light sponsorship. I will say if you're in the Bud Light seltzer aisle and you have a choice, don't choose strawberry. Oh my god. <laughs> this is some kind of genius anti-commercial. I'm sure of it. Black cherry is the move. If you're gonna do it, do the black cherry. There you go. He's got a favorite. I got a favorite. But strawberry, it's cloying. That's my one wine word. It's cloying. <laughs> it's trying too hard. I know. Um, all right. Uh, more news. Hey. More news. <laughs> Back to the news. Back to all the news that's fit to copy and paste. Um, Dave Filoni. Oh, we love him. We love him. Yeah, fuck um, him. Without him, you don't get like Baby Yodas and stuff. You don't at all. Um, he is back in the animation world Yeah, for Star Wars The Bad Batch. These are all the clones, right? Yes. The series follows... All voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Really? He plays all of those clones. That feels like some kind of scam. I mean, good for him, like, man. Listen, I will voice one character. Well, you want me to voice in two? animation world, we know you voice when you get paid to do a gig, generally, and I guess it's maybe scale gig or whatever the mm. fuck or the standard rate you get paid to do the voice and a spare voice so like even the people who work on our show you'll have them be like you know all right here's your main dialogue and then colette who's our voice director is like um oh you know i need some wall in the crowd can you give me say like attorney and like so people who play main characters are also throwing in a secondary voice so mm. you know five in the bad batch i think yeah, but he should get paid five times, though. Well, that's true, because it's five main parts. It's yes. not him doing a main part and some wallet. And then, like, you know, the, the cabbage merchant in the corner. It was like, oh, that's a nice, tasty cabbage. Let me tell you, this dude's so fucking talented. He can pull them all off. I watched <laughs> this man do the voice of a monster. Like, blah, like I And I'm, I'm doing it. I sound ridiculous. Mm. He did it, and I'm, I swear to you, it was insane how realistic it sounded like and i kept looking for like a reverb tool or you know like fucking oh, i'm batman like kind of thing and he, it was a man literally doing it with his his vocal cords it was astounding so if he could do that he could fucking and he's already done this he's voiced yeah. these characters before he'll continue doing it but you're right pay him five times is if the problem with that mark is it's disney and they don't have any money whatsoever no i can't imagine how they would scrape that <laughs> i remember having a having Phil Lamar behind the, the booth with me for a, for a Black Man Beyond. And it's not only is it amazing that a dude can have that many voices in him, but he can at the drop of a dime give you that voice that he did 10 years ago. It's like, hey man, what's John Stewart sound like? And he'll dig right into that voice. It's like, how do you do that? Like, I get it if that's your job for like six months. And so every day you show up and you gotta be John Stewart. But that was a long time ago. And still it can whip it up. And he gets, he's just fucking got it. He's, uh, he's, uh, I don't know if they announced. Or not. <laughs> he's, uh, I've here. 
I've seen him recently. Have you now? Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I've heard him a lot more recently. <laughs> and then we'll just leave it at that. And scene. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, so, yeah, Dave Filoni, The Bad Batch. It's uh, going to premiere in 2021, which means that they have already been at work on it for a while. That's true. As we know how Great long. Great time to be doing animation. Indeed. As long as you got time, you, we, we got the beer. <laughs> Miller beer. <laughs> Certainly not Bud. No. Bud Light Seltzer. Not so much with that. Um, but other, elsewhere in the Disney Plus universe, while that was good news, we have a little bit of bad news. No. We do. Come on, it's Friday. We it's, don't need any more bad news. I'm sorry, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to take a little longer to come to your screens. Why? Because of COVID? Uh, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck this dreaded disease! There, I finally said it. <laughs> yeah, we're come out in favor of <laughs> fucking this dreaded disease. Um, Man, yeah. come on. I was looking forward. What about WandaVision? Um, WandaVision seems to still be on track. Is but that before? After. Fuck! Yeah. Um... The, it was a globe-trotting series that production had stopped in March. Um, they were in, like, Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico had some, like, historic earthquakes. They had to, to pause filming there. They were supposed to go back to Europe for some more production. All of it got shut down because of COVID. So there's no way they're going to make their, their projected August release date. Mark, we know this is our happy place. Why are they denying us our happy place? Because sometimes bad things happen. Wear a mask. Would you please wash your hands so I can watch Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier yeah. when I'm supposed to? Uh, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, I think judging by how production is beginning to ramp back up overseas in Europe and Prague and Spain. And yeah, isn't the Batman going back to work? Batman's going back to work in London. There's, you know, Carnival Row, the second season had stopped um, production for a while and they're about to heat back up again in Prague. Like, because Europe kind of figured out what to do with covid like they had it bad in the beginning and then they're like oh it turns out if we just shut everything down and pay everybody to stay home nobody will want to leave their house and restart the economy good idea let's try that here you know uh turns out you know most other first world nations have figured this out and so they get to go back to work and they get to have live sports again you know the story was bad enough when it was like Falcon and Winter Soldier delayed. Now you got to lay this other shit on. How we're not Europe to either. It's like, I know. Yes, we're not Europe. Um, all right, so that's going to be delayed. That's going to be delayed. Fuck a doodle, dude. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, we will get The Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. When's that? October. For sure? Yeah. We know that? We do. Spoilers? Yes, it's on no track spoilers? for an October release. Woohoo! Because Woo they shot everything. And they wrap production. And so... Woohoo! Hello, Hello. <laughs> uh, Well, that's good news. That is good news. But less so good with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Well, oh, my nice. Marvel series. I, honestly, WandaVision is the one I'm really looking forward to. That looks... I bet you that's a mind fuck. It looks trippy as hell. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait, man. And I like them both. I think they're both good together. And I was sad when she lost her boyfriend. Her love. Yeah. You know, like, I, I like, and if it's what I think it is, where she's just like psychotically bringing him back to life and shit, mm. that's, I'm fucking in. That'll be heartbreaking, funny and heartbreaking. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if there's a world in which, did you ever read House of M in, yeah. the, in the comics? Yeah, yeah. Where they're doing a version of that. Um, they could if they wanted to. And I'm not giving anything away. I don't know anything from anything. But House of M was sort of responsible for 
culling the mutant population. That was what she was like, no, no more mutants. And just like, basically it's, hey, look, we're back to fucking the X-Men again. Right. The OG X-Men. There's a world in which, you know, a being of that unlimited cosmic power could also say, wouldn't mutants be cool? Yeah, or lots more mutants. I'd like mutants, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, hey, now th there's mutants in the Marvel Universe that hadn't been before. Like, if you needed a way to introduce them, that's a perfectly good way to do so. Remember in Infinity War, after the snap, and everybody's disappearing, and she's holding Vision, mm -hmm. and then she turns to dust and shit? She almost looks relieved to be fucking dying. Mm. Because she's like, she fucking loved that robot so much. Yeah. And I look forward. I think that series is going to be fantastic. As am I. Um, Black Adam is still a movie that they're making, the DC. That's starring right. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was used to be a Shazam bad guy, but he turned into sort of anti-hero. He did. You know, there was some level of redemption. Um, and I'm sure that whatever version that The Rock is starring in, he's not going to be straight up bad guy. No, he'll be an anti-hero for sure. Is it, uh, will they tie in Shazam or no? Um, did you hear me go, I'll fucking Shazam. <laughs> I'll be heading to the prom after we're done with this broadcast. It's time to change. <laughs> You've got to be a rage. <laughs> yes, you and Johnny Bravo are going to go on tour. Sha-la-la-la-la. <laughs> um... I don't know if if uh, if Captain Marvel slash Shazam is going to be a part of it. I would hope so, mm. um, simply because why you wouldn't cross over those two characters given their the very basic DNA that crosses them over. Um, but they did cast an Atom Smasher. Yes, the yeah. young lad who at one point was attached to be He Man. Was that's right? Noah Centineo, is that his name? Centineo. Centineo. Mm -hmm. He was attached to be He-Man. The live action he yeah, I don't know where that stands now, but Adam Smasher. Uh, did we ever see him before in anything? Have they ever done I don't done believe him? we have. I mean, Never he, in a CW show or anything? No, I think he was in Justice League, um, the animated series. Mm -hmm. I think we got a taste of Adam Smasher there, but never, never in any he live action. He can get action. big, right? He can get big. He can rearrange his matter at will, manipulate his size, strength, and durability got a creepy mask too yeah you tell you right now that kid's too pretty they ain't gonna put no mask on him that whole movie it's gonna be like you know the, the very the last mask scene. is gonna be like a david bowie fucking lightning strike <laughs> painted on his face they're like why would we cover up that money that's yeah. the boy from all the boys i've loved before yes, to all the boys to all the boys i love before or they'll just put like you know one little atom like across his face there there it is like look he's smashing smashing <laughs> Adam Smasher. But yeah, how'd you like to smash Adams with me? How'd Every, you like everybody's to smash like, the Adams. Men and women alike are like, yes. yes. Done. Where do I sign up? Um, weird uh, character to include. And in, uh, if you'd put a gun to my head and said, you name one fucking other hero going to be in a Black Adam movie. I'd be like, I don't know, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> never would I have picked that. I would Adam. give you 78 guesses. <laughs> I would never, no, never hit him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Black Racer? No. <laughs> I, I would have guessed him before <laughs> fucking Adam Smasher. Uh, so, yes, that is supposed to go into production in uh, early 2021. Um, he's been talking about that for a while. Dwayne yes. Johnson. I remember before before the, the artist formerly known as The Rock. You know, he was. You know, every time I looked at his Instagram, he is either eating an enormous amount of food, um, 
pushing his tequila brand. We we do that. How can we, we don't do look too? like him? I know because we also don't do the third thing, which is work out every Fuck. other fucking day. Fuck. Clanging and banging with the rock. Are you sure it's not the second thing? Maybe we need a tequila to push, and then we'll look like him. <laughs> Might be that pesky third thing. Uh, yeah. eh? Damn it. We'll just um, call it Denuccio uh, tequila. What's Denuccio? Snooch to the nooch. Nice. Yeah, it sounds vaguely. Yeah, yeah, it still it has an, uh, an air of fun to it. It does. Denuccio. Um, I don't like that shit. No, I mean, I Taste of booze. I, I'm okay with booze, tequila. I had one bad night, and that's That was it? Forever? Yeah. yeah. I, did you ever drink spoiled milk? Yes. Did you ever? I mean, I love it, but. Milk or spoiled milk? <laughs> what are yeah, you, like fucking like, alien from Alien Nation? Yeah, like, give me that something. spoiled milk. Oh, come here, Francisco. <laughs> give me that spoiled milk. I'm drunk. <laughs> I worked at a deli. I was telling my kid this the other day. I was like, I worked at the Galley Deli when I was 16 years old, like over the summer. And we made like breakfast sandwiches. We were open at like five in the morning because the fishing boats went out of there and stuff. And there was this dude named Skip, larger dude. And he... Um, every morning got like a pork roll egg and cheese kind of sandwich and he got a nestle carton of nestle quick chocolate milk mm -hmm. so every day grabs it opens it fucking downs half of it shit chit chats at the counter and stuff while he's waiting for a sandwich he fucking opens this thing takes a big gulp and i i'll never forget i've never tasted spoiled milk in my life but i never will because of this guy's reaction he was just like and fucking projectile vomited right on the fucking floor, man. Dropped the carton. Lumpy shit came out of it. Like, oh, it was so fucking bad. So the other day, my wife was like, your kid's so weird. She smells everything before she eats it or drinks it. I was like, that might be genetic. Because, like, <laughs> I'm the same way, man. Even sometimes with water, I'm like, just because I never want to have that experience that old Skip had at the galley back in... 1987 fuck my, i gotta <laughs> gotta get my head out of the past <laughs> my daughter does the same thing well like literally it's a fucking chicken nugget she'd be like what do you think i'm doing like sus. is this a big poison it's fucking sus, dude it's sus it's it's, like, it's not so much she distrusts you it's just like she distrusts the nugget i guess but i'm like i just made that for you that's a fucking pancake that i just made hey. from scratch for you, old like, Skip didn't think that Quick was trying to fuck him over, and yet he took a big gulp and he got fucked in the throat. That's a shifty rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> fucked in the throat, <laughs> right in the fucking throat. <laughs> um, so yeah, so no tequila for the the Smart Empire. I don't think so. We need something more fun. Tequila mix, strawberries like <laughs> strawberry daiquiri, mix. strawberry margarita mix. Because I could drink the mix. <laughs> it's just no booze in there. It's yeah, just, it just sugar tastes water. like icy <laughs> sugar water. <laughs> Love it. Um, hey, we we were talking about Netflix before. I have more Netflix news because uh, they're fucking Netflix. They are the business. They are making, and this this makes me makes the indie comic fan in me crazy happy. A Usagi Yojimbo, yeah, animated show, yeah. Stan Sakai is like long running. Like he started this thing in the fucking eighties, nineteen eighty four. The Rabbit. The Rabbit Samurai. And, and, and they're doing... Who's doing it? It's um, famous. It's Netflix is producing it. James Wan is among the executive producers. Um, yeah, so fucking Dark Horse is in on that. Atomic Monster with his James Wan, James Wan's company. And did so you say group. live action? Uh, CG. CG. Yeah, they would be tough. For it's, it's honestly like in a world 
where everyone's snapping up IP and shit, that that's ages old, decades old, yeah. well known to a point, but also like wide open to be exploited to a brand new audience. And now animation technology is caught up to the mm -hmm. place where you go like, we can make this shit look like fucking Pixar. Yeah. And the dude's got decades worth of stories. Let's go to work. For sure. And like we haven't quite seen this before. You know, A, fucking rabbits who wielding swords like samurais, but right. feudal Japan, like all of that and like demons and ghosts and anthropomorphic, like it's, it seems ready made for a cartoon. Surprised that it hasn't happened before, long before this. Everything gets its day. Everything gets its day. Um, but I'm so excited for that. Simply because like, yeah. I think I knew about that. I think I heard in, within the halls of Netflix, Netflix about that like months ago and i was like holy shit are you kidding me that's pretty awesome yeah that's very cool um you've uh you've met keanu reeves right uh i have and most recently i interviewed him for the bill and ted panel that's running on uh comic-con online next mm -hmm. week does uh d did he strike you as a comic book fan um was that part no, of your interaction no but like he did play constantine he did so there's some comic book, you know, blood in him for sure. He's writing a comic book now. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Called Berserker. Berserker. B-R-Z-R-K-R. It's about a, an ageless man. Indeed. Who hunts other men. What does he do? Um, It's, it's a little an bit. An ageless man who loves other men. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hot. Yes. That's a comic book? <laughs> I'm in. Hell yeah. Sounds like one of Mark's video games. Bear, <laughs> Is there a lot of moral ambiguity in it? It's Berserker. Berserker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a man. What, you hunting him? Sort of. <laughs> kind of. What are you going to do with him? Well, let's just leave it at I'm looking for a man, all right? <laughs> Uh, that's uh, smart, I says to myself when I saw this earlier online. I said, this is a guy who's normally like, well, I'll go where fortunes take me, who's got a good script. This guy's like, look, man. Like, I got a story I want to tell. Yeah, in a world where I'm like John fucking Wick, why mm -hmm. can't I be busy? Yeah, according to Reeves, um, the character was born 80,000 years ago, half man, his father's a war god. Um and he's battled through the ages in places of great war and conflict, even though he's immortal in a way. He also has to hide himself and pretend to die and then keep on moving on. Fucking in. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it seems like the Highlander's in the air. It's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Highlander is in the air, man. It really is. I mean, Old Guard was, was sort of a take on that. Plus now, like, who ain't going to be like, hey, Keanu, can we make a movie of your comic book? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to have to schlep it around to places going like, Hi, I was in Bill and Ted. Um, <laughs> maybe you've seen my work anyway. This is a yeah. comic book. Uh, maybe uh, Little Buddha was more your speed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you watch hockey movies, but I was in Young Blood back in the 80s. Uh, my Own Private Idaho was a favorite. God, he was so good in that movie. Um, I that movie. I drove into New York by myself to go see that movie when it opened in like, wow. what, 1989? No, 1990. I want to say two or something like that. I saw it alone in a movie theater, except for one other, like a matinee at a movie theater. Like, I forget which one it was, but it was in Manhattan. And uh, there was one other dude in the theater. And the movie's about, like, gay hustlers. Mm -hmm. uh, and so most of the movie, I kept looking up. And then every once in a while, I'd look over. And the dude was, like, looking right at me. 
Just slowly moving closer. <laughs> I kept waiting for it. I was one like, seat, one seat. I was like, well, I was like, who's tapping my when shoe? When in New York at a unattended <laughs> matinee about gay hustlers? <laughs> um, my own private screening. He's uh, he's doing the book through Boom Boom Comics. Yes, and Boom has a first look deal uh, with Netflix. So it seems as if there's going to be a movie of a thing. You better believe and it. Keanu has already stated that he'd kind of like to play this character who is drawn in the book to look just like him. Just like him. <laughs> the cover of the book, it's like it's Keanu himself. Yeah. So. Um, wow. What, boom. How, how happy is Boom right now? Yeah. They had, holy fuck. They had their deal at Fox, and Fox sort of went away, and then they ended up at Netflix, and then they got fucking Keanu ran a comic book for them. They'll do fine. Yeah, they're doing all right. They'll do okay. Um, good for them. Good for Keanu. Good for us. Sounds like we'll get another Keanu thing. Something yeah, yeah. His, his heart will really be into because it's his. It will be. It's and his. He did say that he has been a comic book fan as a young kid. Huh. It's like, oh man, I'd have loved to play Wolverine, he said as a young kid. And then everybody's like, yes, we would like that too. Did he say that? He did say that. Yeah, yeah. he could do it now. He could. The ageless Keanu Reeves. I mean, kind of. And also, it's just like redefine what Wolverine is at that point. No reason you can't catch Wolverine later in life. Do so you think if they made him Keanu Reeves, that that Hugh Jackman would be like, well, I mean, could have just <laughs> stuck with me. I mean, I, I mean, I know I did the last story, but yeah, that's... I was old Wolverine. You got another old Wolverine? I mean, yeah. it's your world. Do what you want. I just think it's weird. I know. I mean, you can, if you need him to be young Wolverine, give me some of that fucking Scorsese magic and make me young again. And also, it's like, he don't have to be dead, you know, Wolverine. He just, he heals. So the first shot of the movie is my hand comes up from the earth and go on from yeah. there. And that was also in some distant future. <laughs> like, whatever. It's fucking, we're good now. Um, what else we got? Um, DC, were, were, you, uh, were you as much of a fan of these books as I was? Which ones? Um, Marvel had the uh, official handbook to the Marvel Universe. Yes. And DC had Who's Who. Oh, Who's Who in the DC Universe. Who's I've got the, the DC universe. binder still with yeah. the loose leaf version. They I did remember that, that, which is so fucking smart. And they sold them out of, it wasn't even, here's all the A's, here's all the B's. They were all mixed up. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't just pick like, oh, I'll just get the Batman one and stuff. Nope. But the Batman one was a big deal. The Batman page was drawn by none other than Norm Breifogel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I spent long hours between the, the Marvel Universe and the DC Who's Who, <clears throat> just literally just reading shit. Honestly, sometimes it was more entertaining than the stories, just all the character backstories, the mm -hmm. things they could do. Like, I remember the official you know, Marvel handbook, of, what was it called? Marvel the official Universe. handbook to the Marvel Universe. The one where they talked about um, Bullseye. Where like he could kill with a paper clip, you know, shit like that. Where you're like, <gasps> yeah, just just the like the powers and special abilities section was always like, tell me how this works. Yeah, and it was just like as a D and D kid, you know, a nerd who's just like, okay, let's talk about power classes. Um, I'm pretty sure that Captain America and Batman, like Captain America's got the edge on Batman because he's actually a super soldier. Where Batman's just rich, like he's Olympic level. For certain, but he's not superhuman level. That's true. But was, Batman's got a broken heart, and that'll take you a long way. <laughs> um, but DC is finally releasing Who's Who omnibuses. Like the big-ass fucking hardcover. Oh, oh, that fucking big book? The yeah. absolute versions? Volume 1 is 1,328 pages long. That's a book worth owning. That's a coffee table book right For there. For shit, yeah. Um, so it, it's... 
let's see, illustrated by a wide range of top That's artists it. in it's the like golden all age. All of the greatest talents of the last thirty years, probably. Mm -hmm. And so the volume one will it's clearly they're gonna have to do more than this, but it'll collect who's who, the definitive directory of the DC universe one through twenty six, the who's who update in nineteen eighty seven, another update from nineteen eighty eight, then material from Action Comics Annual number two, Batman and like it's just this list of awesome shit. Um Sold. Sold. Hundred and fifty bucks for the almost thirteen hundred. Why I'd have paid double. <laughs> You might have to anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, but April 2021. I'm in. God, that's a good idea. Yeah. An idea whose time has come. So smart. Um, this is, I think just this past week, was the 20th anniversary of X-Men the movie. The first one? The first one. Is that right? Yeah. And nobody celebrated it. Well, it's a weird time. It is. <laughs> but yeah, 2000, that movie came out. Wow, man. And, uh, and, and very much set us on the path to where we are Kevin now. Kevin Feige worked on it. Kevin Feige was an associate producer. And one of the first uh, Stan Lee cameos. Mm -hmm. And we had, didn't we have a, didn't Tom, Tom, Tom Santo came and told us how he got, negotiated that story? Yeah. Dig into the, into, if this was a comic book, it would have a little box that says like, see issue 202. It was the Stan Memorial. Yes. When we did the Stan Memorial, Tom got up, told the great story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blade had come before it. Or as what did Mark call it? A Viking funeral for a Jewish legend. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquently put. Um, but yeah, if, without X-Men, you don't get the Marvel Universe as we know it. It's you true. don't get the, the sort of, the, 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 the arms race between Marvel and DC. Everybody and their grandmother wanting to have a superhero universe to build a, a massive continuity machine out of. Like, there had been comic book movies before that, for certain. I mean, Superman, clearly. Batman. Batman. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, no, that's Spider-Man's right. after. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You got Blade before then. You got the Turtles movie before Blade then. Blade makes Marvel viable for the first time. Yeah. Prior to Blade, Marvel can't buy a hit. No. That then there's Punisher Blade, movie before then, which nobody cared Dolph about. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. There's Blade and then X-Men, and suddenly people are like, ooh, and... X-Men was, Blade was super fucking surprising, but didn't necessarily play like a comic book movie. Right. Could have been a, just a vampire flick. Mm -hmm. uh, X-Men was surprising because even Fox didn't think it was going to be anything. And it showed that, hey man, 10 years of watching those fucking cartoons built an audience. Like mm -hmm. they know who these characters are and shit. Yeah, it's like if you give them like the casting pretty well. I mean, yes, Patrick Stewart seems born to play Professor X, but Hugh Jackman as Logan was like mad controversial at the time. Like, yeah. look, he's too tall. It wasn't even supposed to be him. It was Dugray Scott yeah. originally cast, and then Tom Cruise wouldn't let him out of Mission Impossible movie, and so mm -hmm. they had to cast their second guy, and that was yeah. Hugh Jackman, the unknown Australian actor. But that was his song first, and dance man. That was his first big break, and you know, fans were like, he should be like Bob Hoskins. He should be fucking short and hairy. The fans in Boston are like that. <laughs> I don't know why. But they're all from from uh, from Brockton, and, and Vermont, and Maine. Brockton, Mass. <laughs> he should be short and fucking hairy. <laughs> that ain't that ain't Doctor Xavier. <laughs> he ought to be fucking younger. <laughs> that guy's never spent more. That's that's Captain Picard. <laughs> What's Pickard doing in there? That Pickard. fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Get it? <laughs> yeah, Gene Pickard. 
That's not my fucking Professor X. Bickard. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and so without without that movie, we don't get where we are today. So True. you know, fucking raise a glass to the X Men. Just perhaps not the director. No, less him. I feel like we should all treat the the, the same way that Rami Malek treated Brian Singer when he won an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody was never mention that guy's name. Uh, what else we got going on? Well, the last uh, bit is the is the not particularly good bit. Here we go. Here we go. Brace yourselves. Kid. Brace yourselves. Um, if if you are, uh, is this news or personal? This is both. Is it really? It is. It is both. Um, a, a fellow who I I'm not going to say that I was like close friends with, but I knew him relatively well. I would see him twice a year. Grant Imahara. Yes. Um, who was you probably if you know him you know him best as a as the co-host right? of Mythbusters for a bunch of years and then the White Rabbit project which was basically Mythbusters with all the original hosts he then took the Netflix but he had been um sort of a staple in the nerd world as basically the nicest guy you've ever met um I was talking to JC before and he was like yeah he just he was like everybody's best friend and treated you like he was your best friend even if you've only met him once he was a bar regular JC uh, yeah, he was here a bunch. Uh, you just find him here, you know, once a month, twice a month. Um, and everybody who hung out here was a friend of his. Mm. So he was here in spirit, even if he wasn't physically here. Mm. Yeah, like I would run into it and at parties at Comic-Con and it was always like, hey, Mark, how you doing? What's happening? What's going on? Like you just... He wanted to know a lot about what you were up to, even if you only ever saw him once a year. Right. He was always incredibly warm and incredibly open and super fucking excited to do what he does. I mean, he was a, he was a robotics fucking kid growing up. He was an electronic engineer growing up. He ended up at ILM and like he built models for Star Wars and, and helped design, you know, much of what you saw in the prequels. The last thing that I saw him work on was a like life-size baby Yoda that he fucking built in his lab that's gorgeous and wonderful and does all the motion and the moving. He, he built Baby Yoda. Holy shit. Because he's that guy who just likes to build that shit. He built it to bring to children's hospitals because mm -hmm. he had built a BB-8 and then they realized that BB-8 rolls all over the floor and kids go and hug BB-8 and it's full of garbage germs. from the floor yeah, and yeah. germs. So Baby Yoda was to bring to children's hospitals. How beautiful is that? Yeah. But uh, in his years at ILM, he was a chief model maker specializing in animatronics, and he worked on the prequels, Matrix Reloaded, and Revolutions, Galaxy wow. Quest, Van Helsing, Lost World, Jurassic Park, AI, and Terminator 3. Wow. Among other things. And so he died at 49 of How? a brain aneurysm. Jesus. Just like the healthiest guy in the world. You know, like last time I saw him, he was heading off to vacation in, in Hawaii and just bolt from the blue. For no good reason. There's no rhyme or there's nothing he did wrong and nothing that he could have prevented. Just one morning didn't happen. God damn it. So, um, yeah, like I, I didn't know him terribly well, um, liked him every time I saw him, but I have a bunch of friends who knew him very well. And so it was it was just the latest uh, the latest entry in the log of the shittiest year on record of like, really, really a why him kind of thing, a why him kind of thing, like of, of all. Of all the people this could have happened to, not that you wish ill on anybody, some anybody's more than others, but 
like that dude seemed destined to live a long happy life and making other people happy in the process but twas not to be so while we're raising a glass uh to x-men let's also raise a glass to grant amahara who left us far too soon and left far too many people who loved him in his wake to all the people that loved him and uh to his family and uh anyone who's ever touched by the man's work man uh, our heart goes out to you Fuck. yeah like i i heard from a lot of friends especially asian friends that he was for them, you know, a little bit what like LeVar Burton was for me, which is like, here's this Asian guy out in this business, like visible professional nerd, you know? And like, maybe that means there's space for me in this business too. And, mm. and it's, it's, a, it's a devastating blow to everybody, but he was, he was a bit of a, of a flag to rally around. We lost a trailblazer, it sounds like. We did indeed. So yes, rest in peace. Uh, fuck. Maybe start with that next time. You think so? I mean, I debated it. I it's didn't tough know. to like end the show. Where you're like, well, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> the good die young, and we're all screwed. Um, you know what? We should go to questions. We should take some. Fucking that will questions. put a smile on our faces. That'll pull us out of this. JC is the proprietor of this here cantina, the scum and villainy cantina. Uh, JC, what questions? He monitors our. Our uh, YouTube comments section braves it each and every episode. Uh, Ali Forth, sir. And he gets attacked for not picking your questions. So <laughs> go easy on him tonight, ladies and gentlemen. JC, what do the people at home want to know? All right. Uh, Prime Arch 359. Uh, what characters would you write a romance movie in the DC Marvel uh, universe with? Uh, more romance, uh, like no action scenes. It's like a rom-com. What Marvel or DC characters would you write a rom-com around? Marvel or DC. Marvel and or DC. all the big fight scenes happen off camera. Oh, that's my kind of movie. <laughs> that's the movie I was born to make. Um, let's see. Hmm. 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 You got any ideas? I got one. Go. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Oh. <laughs> such low-hanging fruit, but it really such a good is. idea. But I would totally watch the uh, the Douglas Sirk kind of hothouse, kind of cloistered romance of this uh, sort of middle-aged man. And this, it's, it's of gods and monsters, right? It's <laughs> you know what? In a world where they're doing that Harley Quinn cartoon where everyone curses, mm-hmm. All bets are off. Anything's possible. Totally. Just just give me the longing glances. Give me the call me by your name of superhero dramas with <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson living up to their names. They're, you're going to get a call in about fucking two days. <laughs> Fandom is going to be like, we'd like you to not be involved. Actually, no. We're going to scrub <laughs> all that footage. Thanks. Um, let's see. Uh, who in the Marvel world... Mm-hmm. Matt Murdock and Karen Page. I enjoyed their romance in the comics. <clears throat> uh, you know, tough to make a rom com out of those two. It would have to be before she went off and did porn. Um, but yeah, I like them. Although I, I would say Vision and the Scarlet Witch, but they're apparently mm-hmm. doing it right now. Uh, on the DC side, uh, uh, either Dick and Coriander or Dick and Babs. Hmm. 
All right. Either way, dick. Dick. <laughs> We're going to get some dick. You can't like get a Batman romantic story going. I mean, I did a little bit in, in uh, Widening Gyre. But, you know, Dick Grayson always a little bit more human. <laughs> so you kind of tell that story and not have to worry about like the problem with the Batman story is like every night, literally, the dude's on patrol. Mm. But, you know, Dick Grayson, you get the impression he takes a night or two down to just <laughs> be himself. He's not that driven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I'm mad about my parents' death, but, you know, I'm dealing with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I talk to a guy about it. It's all good. I, uh, I also think that there's absolutely and and i guess that lois and clark was supposed to be this yeah but the 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 great innovation of the dick donner superman was the invention of the love triangle between two people true between superman lois and clark kent and just to play that would be kind of great you know just to play the the you know the coming out of rooms and ducking into rooms and where the hell were you and and then you get the French bedroom farce of it all. And you get to have like Philadelphia story. You get to have like news people and Ooh, like journalism and like all of that stuff. Like that's there's good. Yeah. There's a lot there. I and like I, his answer. And also, I mean, Scott Summers and Jean Grey and Logan. Like Ooh. I, I feel like love triangles give you the most juice. And so that can be like the love actually of the fucking Marvel universe, where like here's the guy who's totally in love with a girl who's in love with another guy, and nothing is ever gonna change that. But that's not going to stop Logan from wanting Jean Grey. It's true. There's a hard on the actor playing Cyclops because he don't get to work his eyes <laughs> in a rom com. Yeah. No, he's all. But he's that's all something mouth. you play in the script where Wolverine's like, you could look in my eyes at least. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jean. And then that moment where Jean figures out that she can actually hold the beams back, which I think they, they did in the comics yeah. at some point. Where, in the movie, the movie too. Remember, he takes. I think it's in the, yeah, the first, first one where one. he takes him off, and she sees his eyes for one second. It's a really nice moment, actually, yeah. where she's like, because <gasps> she sees into like mm -hmm. what what's in the beyond the ruby quartz visor and the, the cosmic infinite of his mm -hmm. red freaky eyes. God, that's a that's a cool moment. Mm. Um. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, this is from Coco Lozano. Um, Coco. And they were wondering. If you had to choose characters to be teachers in a middle school, who would they choose and what subjects would they teach? I mean, Logan clearly teaches shop. <laughs> 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 so, so superhero characters are teachers in a middle school. Vic Sage teaches journalism. Okay. Ooh, Vandal Savage teaches history. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Ivy, of course, uh, teaches horticulture. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Victor Von Fries teaches chemistry. Dick Grayson teaches uh, gym. Um, Peter Parker teaches photography. Didn't he become a teacher at one point? He does, yeah. Like Empire State University. Yeah, yeah that's right. ESU. <laughs> um Hmm. Clark Kent is the only fucking Boy Scout headmaster you trust. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, we went a lot further than I thought we would. Oh, totally. All right, third question. All right, this is Take from us home. Here uh, we go. Kirk Gibson, which apparently <laughs> the hero of the 1988 World Series. 
Uh, is that a sports thing? Yeah, it's a sports thing. It's a baseball it's a good Dodger what? thing. It's a baseball thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to know, if each of you wrote a movie for the other to direct, which genre, or sorry, wrote a movie for the other to direct, which genre would it be? Who would score the music? And what is JC's role in each film? <laughs> That's a Just, little self-serving on this nice, one. Nice, yeah. well chosen. Just a little like chumming for the moderator there. Like, let's put JC in this. Yeah, I know how to get this question through. <laughs> um, let's see. What would I write for Mark? Genre, the score, and what does JC do? The genre is like, uh, I know this ain't technically a genre, but I would go like a sh- in a Shyam- Shyamalan direction. Because okay. Mark always has like, and then this happens. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's good. So you'd want to give him something with some twists and, you know, a hook that was you didn't see coming and stuff. A sixth sensian, signsian kind of thing. Sixth sensian. Um, it's hard to say. Who would score it? That is a good music nerd question. Who's the guy that scored? Um, um, fuck, I just rewatched it recently and I was like, this score just sounds like John Carpenter. Oh, Watchmen. Who scored Watchmen? Oh, Trent Reznor. I, I just rewatched it again. I'm like, this sounds like John Carpenter. Mm. It feels like right straight out of Carpenter. I'd pick him or John Carpenter. Okay. I mean, if, if you're going to get a guy who sounds like John Carpenter, you might as well go to John <laughs> Carpenter. He's well. still making music. <laughs> and then what's the other question? And then what does JC do? JC is... Uh, <laughs> producer not nice. the financial producer but the guy who's getting paid to produce the movie nice. the, the working producer the one without whom you don't get the movie made and shit not the like glorified in name only producer who shows up you know when the star is on set and shit the one who's in the trenches every day making the movie that's who jc is okay i think for you i'm either going um Kind of mad, 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 mad world, kind of madcap, uh, chasey thing, or like low level heist. Ooh, go low level heist. Yeah, go like I the, could pull one of those off. Like the fucking like like the, from a porn store. <laughs> it's pretty low level, <laughs> or a weed store, or a weed store. That makes more sense. I was gonna go like exotic bird feathers. <laughs> nice, like the nice. very specific kind of insane like. Somebody stole Gordy Howe's winning puck for the ex Stanley Cup thing. I am in. In like Flynn. Um, and it's set in Canada? Sure. The heist is at the Hockey Hall of Fame? Yes. I'm there. Look what just happened. I just, you, you, <laughs> you sold just, me a ticket. <laughs> I want to see this movie that I'm going to direct. Uh, who does the score? I'm, I'm going to say um, Danny Elfman. Nice. He, he passed on dogma, so this would be good for me. This would be good. To close a loop where, <laughs> you know, 21 years later, I'm like, oh, not so good for this picture, are you? Huh. Well done, sir. Yeah. Um, and what does JC do? JC is the fluffer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Look at that, man. All hands on dick. And I don't mean Grayson. Well done, man. That's a, that's a job. I, I'll be honest with you. I think you're getting off better on my show. <laughs> but or know. i'm also gonna say not a lot of fluffing required on this so you just get paid and also to be fair like 
when you're producing the movie, you like literally have to work hard every day. If you're the fluffer, you just have to work to get someone hard once a day. Yeah. <laughs> good like, trade-off. Uh, Ten minutes and you're out if you're good at it. Then you just sit in your trailer and just cry. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I could have been a producer. I just wanted an easier job. I'll never play the piano again. I can't get the stick off my hand. <laughs> stick of betrayal. Oh, damn spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the end of the questions. I mean, we can do more. Do we got one more? Uh, we can do one more. All right. Find, find a good one. Um, find okay. one where you're not referenced in the question. <laughs> uh, this one is, what video game would Mark like to see made into a movie? And what movie would you like to see as a side-scrolling video game? Oh, side-scrolling? There you go. I would like to... Uh, let me see. Um well, yeah, it's a no-brainer. I'd like to play the uh, Infinity Saga as a side-scroller. You know, <laughs> Sega Genesis version. Maybe, you know, a Super Nintendo version like the old Star Wars games. That'd be cool. That's what I'm looking for. What about you? Um, I'm tempted to say I would like a good Assassin's Creed movie. Um, the one that we got with, uh, with Fastbender. Michael Fastbender. Not good. And his gigantic... <laughs> is, manhood yes no wow that's impressive yeah i mean we've seen it yeah i know not, not like you know well because we're insiders in hollywood <laughs> everyone who's seen that one movie's seen it pretty much shame is yeah. that it and there is no shame there no that's the a, real shame is that we're all not that blessed that's a dude who's just like showing off his dick and i get it yeah <laughs> that would be a rough uh be a rough show for you to work on magneto indeed Shit's magnetic. It's one of the poles. <laughs> um, video game that hasn't been made into a movie that I'd like to see into a movie? Mm. Um, Pitfall. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson can be in that movie. I mean, it feels like he's already done the poster. I Kinda. feel like I've already seen him swinging from a vine. <laughs> yeah. He's got to jump over three crocodiles that all open their mouths at the same time. Yep. It's a lot of timing, a lot of skill. If he gets bitten by a scorpion, you hear me, 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 me. <laughs> I mean, and he get... only has 20 minutes to do it. That's it. We're out. That's a, I'm in. I can finance that movie. movie. 20 minute fucking pitfall. Like how much to get the rock for a 20 minute movie? Ooh, but with a 20 minute pitfall adventure, you can get five per movie. And so you can have five different stars in Ooh. five different pitfall adventures. It's like Clue, yes. but with pitfall. Yes. It's like, here's John Hamm's pitfall. Yes. Here's Scarlett Johansson's pitfall. I think we're on to something here. And then, like, the last one, and they all got to fucking die, mm. except for the last one. He gets to the treasure. Or she. Right. Probably Leslie she. Jones. Let's be honest with it. Yeah. Who? Leslie Jones. I was going Tiffany Haddish, but yes, okay. All Leslie right, Jones. Fine. Oh, you know what? Team up together. Done. Um, but somebody gets there where the others don't, and yeah. so you pass their corpses along the way <laughs> this is hot fucking activision hey, call us yeah. we first we gotta get the rights from activision hey. then hey netflix um wow we just, we just can't call it pitfall but we could just pretty much take this idea straight to netflix i know but calling it pitfall is the triumph <laughs> where people are like they took pitfall and turned it into a movie like yeah barely but yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it became the number seven most watched netflix original movie household ever <laughs> watched us kill dwayne johnson 20 minutes in and 
who's the who's the lady who played Hera? Oh, Kate Amber Heard? No, no, not Hera, not Mira, Hera yeah. from uh, Hella, not Hera, Hella. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> she's one of them. Um, like, or it's like The Rock, and then like Jim J. Bullock. We blew all of our money on The Rock. All we have to know that you go The Rock, you go, who are in the big movies that? Oh, um, take one each. Hemsworth. There you go. Charlize. There you go. Um, Mark Wahlberg. There you go. This movie's awfully white. I know. We need one black person. (laughs) Or more. (laughs) Well, if we're only doing five and it's 20 minutes, we got four right there. Um, Where's where's my list of their movies? Who have they ever had a, what's their biggest black movie at Netflix? Is there any in the top 10 there? Um, Irishman? No. But I never saw Triple Frontier. I bet you there's a black dude in there. Could get Mahershala Ali. Extraction oh, we'll just go Virgil. for Idris Elba. Fuck yeah. Right? He He's makes everything interest. better. Denzel. Look at fucking Denzel. Let's kill Denzel in the forest. He's oh no, don't kill him. He gets He's to the, the one. end. He's like, all right, all right, we're gonna do this. And he gets there. <laughs> the alligator didn't land on us. We landed on that alligator. Don't you ever in your entire life think that I won't get over this fucking hole. That alligator joke <laughs> is fantastic because it's true. You do land on, on the, the alligator. alligator. <laughs> um, there it is. <laughs> We've answered four of three questions. <laughs> That's how serious we take our jobs. Did you have a good time, ladies and gentlemen? I did. Yeah, I sure did, man. Mm. There's your Friday night. We're going to give it back to you. Now you're completely updated. Go wake up your loved ones if you're back east and tell them, hey, man, did you, you know who is, is being in this? Like, I forget all the stories we did. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Go wake people up and tell <laughs> them the Russo news. Brothers making a movie. Go wake them up and tell them that... Uh, Ryan Gosling going to be in that movie or wait till morning. Probably better. Yeah. You know, this will go down easier in the morning. Yeah. Just just like me and Mark. (laughs) Easier in the morning. Way easier in the morning. Um, It's been a a lovely uh, good time hanging out with you folks, man. It's the one bright spot in a very uh, tumultuous 2020. Come here and and be with friends and chit chat about shit that matters. Uh, we can't do that without JC opening up the bar to us. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Say how to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> without Andrew switching cameras, switch cameras three times, Andrew. Show them that you exist. Yeah, oh, look at that look shit. At that. Somewhere a bunch of kids are just like, it's like Pokemon. It's like going through some keys. spells right now. <laughs> um, uh, don't forget, man, uh, we can't do the show without an audience. And tonight's audience is Deacon. Thanks for being here, Deacon. Hey, Brad. Thanks Deacon, for dropping off those it up tickets. For himself, man. <laughs> well done. Uh, but we got no show without you guys. Thanks for watching. But there is no fucking show without the guy to my left. Give it up for Mr. Mark Bernardin. Thank you, sir. And that, my good friends, in the culture of pop, is Fat Man Beyond for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardin. Tune in next week. Same fat time. Same fat channel. Uh, sm- Oh, before I go, yeah. if you want to order movies right now anywhere in the United States, go to moviespopup.com. Goldbelly will send you a movie meal kit. You can make the whole thing at home. You can make a cow tipper at home. Nice My last-minute commercial. Thank you. I would have been driving home going, fuck. Go ahead. Celebrity show-off. 
celebrity show. I've been watching at home. I've been my my wife just he was fucking, in it. Did you did you? you it's, were, not, it's not on the air yet though. No, right? that's right. It goes on this week. Uh, yeah. he's, right now, Mark is in the episode that's up on YouTube, and then on Tuesday that will be on TBS. You're going to be on TV. I have not seen my wife laugh as hard as she laughed at the hater top gun. She liked it. She lost her fucking shit. That's awesome. And that's a that's a Jersey girl right there. Yep. Something she always wanted to try her whole <laughs> life. She's like, finally, he did it. One of us. Somebody, if only there was pork roll on that gun, too. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she calls it pork roll. Oh, yeah. Okay. Taylor Ham. Fuck that. Taylor Ham nonsense. <laughs> She's um, on the right side of that border. Bunch of East Coast cats right now are like, yeah, finally the content I've been waiting for. It's like, say more things that are just East Coast. <laughs> we work regional, ladies and gentlemen. I've been edging all show. Come on. <laughs> and there it is. Mark has beat us off into the into the sunset. <laughs> for Fat Man Beyond, I've been Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardi. Tune in next time. Same fat time. Same fat channel. Smodcast.com or YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith. For the good of all creed. So say we all. It's so much better. <laughs> this has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>